Oh, my God. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Agradeciéndote profundamente con 
תשיב בי את הרוח, תוריד ממני את הגשם, היה לי ים זמן לנוח, התרגלתי קצת בעצם, ובמרחב הפתוח, רואים באופק את השמש, אין ספק אני בטוח, בסוף עתיד בהר הדרך. פתח לנו שערי אמונה, שערי הבנה, שאין לנו מלך, אלא אתה. סיבת הסיבות, עילת העילות, נורא תהילות, ורק לך נאה להודות, על כל הימים וכל הלילות. Thank 
גם שלמה בשירו אל המלך הרגיש אותם רגשות כי מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות את האהבה מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות את
want no Facebook Live, don't want no YouTube Live, don't want no Twitter Live or Instagram, cause we're bored, 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 yeah we're bored, bored, Oh, 
Broadcast. How's everybody doing? I hope fine and dandy. Sandy Shmueli with uh, Adon Alum here at JM in the AM. Uh, Awake My Brother, Rabbi Baruch Chait and Company. With that selection. Ms. Marla Soda, done by Avramo, Avram Friedhoff, Sheer Volume Number 3. Lockdown with Schlockrock. One year later, hard to believe, a lot of uh, one-year anniversaries going on this week, whether it's school closings and some schools have not reopened, as we know. Thank God the Yeshiva League has handled it really well. In general, our community, I think, has handled it really well. Uh, But some schools aren't open for a year. Some synagogues have been certainly under restrictions for a year. A lot of people have been out of work for a year, and certainly there's been more isolation for the past year. The, the I was speaking to someone the other day, and we were um, lamenting how awful it was not going to shul last Pesach. I don't know, of all the weeks we didn't go to shul, for some reason that was um, one of the more difficult ones. And now, thank God, we will be in synagogue, please God, please God, we'll be in synagogue this Pesach. On the uh, the night of uh, Saturday night, March the twenty seventh, we will um, bezrat Hashem be in shul. We will uh, bezrat Hashem have more people at our seder than we had last year. I know that's the case in our case, in our situation. And the way things are going, please God, with this vaccine and accelerated uh, accelerated schedules, let's hope that by the time we get to Shavuos, we're going to look, be looking at a much more normal world. Let us hope and pray. Anyway, that, that all came to mind during the song Lockdown by Schlockrock. Mayim uh, Rabim, that's Ruli Azrahi, Yishai Rebo, Sibat Hasibot, that's brand new. Aye, uh, Ruven Garber, I believe that's his title track on the brand new album. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this March 4th. Day number 20 in the month of Adar, the year 5781, Tufshin Pei Aleph. 41 degrees, 62% humidity, winds in northwest at 6 miles per hour. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high temperature of 44, then clear tonight, low 25. Sunshine for Friday, high 38 degrees. 48 right now in Yerushalayim, chilly in Yerushalayim, 41 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. 
Well, Zach Rabb, who is uh, affiliated with the Israel National Baseball Team, <laughs> and once we found that out, he had he had carte blanche here at JM in the AM. <laughs> He'll join us in the 7 o'clock hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, Fagy Murray. She is the author and photographer of the brand-new book, My Pesach Kitchen. Uh, go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for your big discount and your free shipping. Uh, Fagy Murray is going to be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. And then big day today on the Nahum Siegel Network in general. Because, first of all, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Big schedule with a lot of great shows. But at 12.15 Eastern time, 8th day will join us. It has been one month, I think exactly. What, what day was the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. Is today exactly a month later? Let's see. The Super Bowl was on the seventh uh, of February, so almost a month later, we'll finally have Eighth Day on the air to thank them for the incredible Kosher halftime show, uh, sponsored by the Rothenberg Law Firm. So we'll do that coming up. Um, when are we doing that? We'll do that coming up at twelve fifteen Eastern time today during the live lunch. Usually we make eighth day get up really early to join us. Uh, they got to be up like 5 a.m. to be on the show because they're they're in the Pacific time zone. But I said we can't do that to eighth day when we're you know putting them on to thank them. We can't wake them that early and inconvenience them. We got to you know if we're putting them on to thank them, we got to do it on you know on their terms. So it'll be 9:15 in the morning where they are. It'll be 12:15 in the afternoon where we are. And I hope you'll be listening today. Uh, during our Thursday live lunch here at the Nahum Siegel Network, eighth day will be joining us. More coming up. Here's more brand new music. Ruvain Garber, Ivdu, JM in the AM.
sonrisas y los abrazos para celebrar
Next case, Mrs. Esther Feldman. Coming, Your Highness. <laughs> what can this court do for you, Mrs. Feldman? I'll tell you what this court can do for me. Could give me a divorce for my Jaime. <laughs> a divorce? How old are you, Mrs. Feldman? I should live and be well. Uh, but ten days after next Hanukkah, I'll be 84. Ken <laughs> Mrs. Feldman. Tell me, how long have you been married? 58 years. 
58 years and you want a divorce? Why? Why? Enough is enough. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Odd their comedy segments. Nothing like them. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, let's see. You had Avram Free with Bring the House Down. Salam done by Aryeh Kunstler. Remember that trip? Remember that journey to Dubai? Let's see. It's March 4th. When was the journey to Dubai? Mid-December, right? Was it after or before? No, it was before Hanukkah. Yeah, it was before Hanukkah. We got home literally for the first night of Hanukkah. Wow, it's almost three months ago. It's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. Time really does fly. Um, that was the theme song that Aryeh Kunstler created for that trip to Dubai, which was historic. Uh, called Salam. Thank you, Hashem. It's Joey Newcomb with Moshe Storch, Maishi Tischler's Rakayom. If do, brand new from Ruvain Garber to open up that set here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning, 4th of March, 20th of Adar. Good morning, everybody. Uh, the year 5781, 41 degrees, a mix of sun and clouds, and a high of 44. Clear tonight, low 25. Colder than I expected, frankly. And um, sunshine for tomorrow, a high Friday, 38 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 48. We're at 41 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow morning for the weekly update. That'll start about the 7.40 a.m. Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. So make sure to be tuned in for that. And, of course, Harry Rothenberg and Rabbi Yudin with words about the uh, upcoming Parsha, Kisisa and Parsha's Para. This is the Shabbos before my father's yard site. And, uh, therefore, the custom is that, you know, I'll be davening for the Yomit as much as possible, etc. And... Um, the reason I mention it is because we are about to uh, embark as an extended Siegel family on a really interesting milestone. Many of you may recall that both on the day that he died and on uh, one of the days of Shiva, my father had uh, two great-grandsons born. You may recall that. Uh, literally before he left his house to go to the radio station, if you remember the story of how he passed away, uh, he was informed of a great-grandson born in Israel, and then during Shiva, a great-grandson was born here in the United States, that I actually had the the honor of uh, naming the next week on Shabbos. It was a Shabbos bris, and I had the privilege of naming him after my father. Not that I named him, meaning doing the actually actual naming which was after my father, um, that Shabbos. Anyway, as you might suspect where I'm going to with this, next Shabbos is the bar mitzvah of both those young men. My father's 13th yard site is this coming Chafches uh, Adar, which is next Friday. So a very interesting milestone as uh, time does go by very, very quickly, doesn't it? It certainly does. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And if you're wondering who gets the Mazel Tov, it's the Adler family in Petach Tikva and the Chaifetz family in Brooklyn. They will be celebrating the uh, 
bar mitzvah celebrations of their sons, both named for my father, um, next Friday and Shabbos. Yeah. Thursday night would be Bo Bayoma, I guess, right? And then, of course, Shabbos. Bayakel Pekude. Pretty amazing. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. We say Boker Toe from Jam the Ambulance. Galitzal, Hashash Time. Kanehut Graf in Mashikorea Shav. השר אופיר אקוניס מאשים את היועץ המשפטי לממשלה מנדלבליט כי הוא פועל בתאום עם מפלגת כחול לבן נגד מהלכים שיוזם הליכוד. אקוניס דיבר ביומן הצהריים עם יניר קוזין. לימת התוכנית הכלכלית על ידי בני גנץ וחברה וכחול לבן לא, לא, לא פחות ולא יותר מאחד האבסורדים הגדולים שאני נתקלתי בהם היועץ המשפטי לממשלה לצערי לעיתים נדמה שהתאום בינו לבין בני גנץ וחבריו הוא יותר מהדוק מכחול לבן נמסר ביחס לטענות. אקוניס נשלח לאולפן עם מעט ידע. בליכוד תקעו את המדינה בלי תקציב, ומנסים להעביר שוחד בחירות, לשון התגובה. האסון בחורה שבנגב. המועצה המקומית הכריזה על שלושה ימי אבל, בעקבות מותם היום של שלושה ילדים משאיפת עשן בשריפה בביתם, לילה חלד ואברר אבו סביט. כך עדכן כתבנו דורון קדוש. ראש המועצה האזורית מרחבים שי חג'אג' העריך בשיחה עם מירב בטיטו וג'קי לוי שהאסון התרחש עקב תשתיות לקויות וקרא לממשלה לסייע לאוכלוסייה הבדואית. זה מקרה שמעיד לצערי על המצב הסוציו-אקונומי ומצב התשתיות שנמצאים במרחב הבדואי בדרום. ממשלת ישראל חייבת לבצע פעולות שיגרמו להם להגיע למבנים קבועים. אנחנו נשמע עוד הרבה מקרים כאלה כל חורף, כל פעם שירדו הטמפרטורות. נשמע על מקרים כאלה, זה פשוט כואב הלב. הפרקליטות הגישה כתב אישום נגד שוהה בלתי חוקי מהעיר הפלסטינית דהריה בעקבות פריצתו לבסיס נבטים. כתבנו רמי שני. תושב דהריה, בן 20, מואשם בשורת עבירות בהן פריצה עם רכב גנוב לבסיס חיל האוויר בנבטים תוך שיבוש השגרה במקום ועצירת האימונים בשל כך. כתב האישום שהוגש לבית משפט השלום בבאר שבע מייחס לו כניסה למקום צבאי, ניסיון גנבת רכב, נהיגה בלי רישיון ועוד. הפרקליטות ביקשה מבית משפט השלום בבאר שבע לעצור את האיש, נסיה סרוך, בן 21, עד לתום ההליכים המשפטיים כלפיו. האיחוד האירופי פתח בחקירה רשמית נגד חברת טבע בחשד כי ניצלה לרעה את שליטתה בשוק התרופות לטרשת נפוצה. כתבת חדשות החוץ, מיכל גלנץ. רשות ההגבלים העסקיים של האיחוד חוקרת חשד שלפיו טבע פעלה בניגוד לכללי ההגבלים של האיחוד, כשלכאורה ניצלה לרעה את מעמדה השולט בשוק תרופת הקופקסון, ובכך פגעה בתחרות עם יריבותיה. אם החשדות יתבררו כנכונים, טבע עלולה להתמודד עם קנס בגובה עשרה אחוזים מהמחזור הגלובלי שלה. מזג האוויר, גשמים מקומיים עם סופות רעמים יחידות מצפון הארץ עד לצפון הנגב. חשש משיטפונות בנחלי מדבר יהודה וים המלח. בשעות אלה הגשמים נחלשים, ובסוף השבוע הטמפרטורות יעלו במידה ניכרת. לסיום, שוב בתמונה. ירדנה ארזי מתכוננת להופעה חגיגית ביום ראשון באיצטדיון בלומפילד בתל אביב, במתכונת התו הירוק. המדינה לדעתי צריכה אה, 
לתת כתף, לשתף אומנים ישראלים, זה באמת התרגשות נורא גדולה, כי זו הופעה ראשונה שלי מול קהל, אחרי שנה באמת כל כך מורכבת, קשה ומטלטלת. עוד נגיע אפילו לראות. אלה החדשות שעורך עידו דוד כהן. בחסות הפניקס חיים טובים, ימים יפים, פרנוס עסגית, אפילו חופשה לפעמים. ילדים מביאים לנו נחת לרוב, כולם בריאים, יש שמחות.
J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> Good song, huh? Miami with Mugain. You heard Everlasting Love done by Eitan Katz and his brother Shlomo and Mordechai Shapiro's Einod Milvado. Opening up that set here on a Thursday morning broadcast at J.M. in the A.M. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow for the weekly update at about 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in for that. Uh, today, during our Thursday Live Lunch, 8th Day. 8th Day will be joining us today during the Thursday Live Lunch. Why? because we're going to be finally thanking them live on the air for what they did a month ago, the Kosher Halftime Show. <laughs> They're on the West Coast, and we didn't want to wake them up early, so we decided, you know what, we'll do it on a uh, live lunch. Pro- we can't wake them up early when we're thanking them. So we'll do it during the live lunch. That'll be coming up 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time today right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Listener Morris, the Katz brothers, he says, no one liked them. That's true. Uh, yes, Morris says he wants to uh, visit Israel ASAP. Boy, that's a sentiment that I can uh, relate to. I'd like to get back to Israel as soon as possible. We're actually trying to schedule a broadcast week from Israel in the relatively near future, but... Doesn't seem anything anything or anybody is cooperating with us at this point. <laughs> so we may have to put that on hold for a while, unfortunately. We'll see what happens. I'm still hoping. Uh, Faggy Murray is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Her brand new cookbook, My Pesach Kitchen. My Pesach Kitchen is the name of the new cookbook. Um, those of you out there who are visitors to artscroll.com, when you go to artscroll.com for the brand new Uncle Maishi book, the brand new Rabbi Yechiel Spiro book, the brand new cookbook by Fagy Murray, make sure to use promo code radio for your big discount and free shipping. Always use promo code radio. Again, always use promo code radio when, um, when it's time to, uh, Make your purchases at artscroll.com. You'll be glad you did. By the way, I have regards to everybody from uh, from uh, one of my favorite establishments. I think that's been 
well documented over the last few years how much of a favorite this is. I have regards to everybody from our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. I was there yesterday. I was in Aaron's Casino Farms yesterday, and I, I must say the following. I must say the following. I am now an eyewitness to the fact that they've created a Pesach Superstore. I don't know how they could take their own supermarket and transform it the way they did into a Pesach Superstore. It's amazing. Every product you can imagine the matzah, the cakes, the ready-made, all the different powders and uh, and juices and sodas and sauces that you need. I mean, it's endless, obviously, when it comes to Pesach. And, and they, they, they have everything. And, of course, um, you know, full dairy section, full meat section. And on top of all of that, they're still maintaining you know, some of the mainstays, if not all of the mainstays, of their you know regular year. They've got the bakery open. They've got the sushi bar open. And plenty of other departments that are servicing, you know, the, the the next couple of weeks that we have before Pesach even arrives. Big kudos to Aaron's Casino Farms. I recommend you check them out. Go to the website, casinofarms.com. Next time you're near or anywhere uh, in the vicinity of Casino Boulevard in Queens, New York, stop by Aaron's Casino Farms. You will see a true Pesach superstore under one roof, uh, one that impresses every time we see it. Simple as that. And a big thank you to Aaron's Casino Farms for their hospitality yesterday. They treat me like they treat all their customers with tremendous hospitality, and I thank them. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Uh, we've been mentioning that uh, Ruven Garber has a brand new uh, album, a brand new offering, which literally just came out, I mean, over the last day or so. Uh, we did a couple of the selections uh, earlier on today. The uh, album is called IA, and this is officially... Selection number two, Odecha. Here it is, Ruvain Garber, brand new. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Hello. Hello, Mama. Hello, darling. How are you? Terrible, Mama. Terrible. What is it, sweetheart? Tell Mama. Oh, Mama. Oh. Mama. We're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until five o'clock. I'm coming down with a cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. And the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at 1 o'clock. Mama, what am I going to do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. Then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, I don't Please, want darling, you to... it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus, and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. <laughs> and for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin. So they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband. My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. Does that mean you're not coming? Oh, one of the great other comedy segments here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this 4th of March, 20th of Adar. My name is Nahum Siegel. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, excuse me, go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Don't forget, uh, don't forget we are um, going to be speaking with 8th Day. We'll be speaking with 8th Day, 12.15 Eastern Time today during the live lunch. 12.15 Eastern Time during the live lunch. J.A. Morris says, we love Ruvain Garber's music. Question, where is he from? And I think the answer is South Africa, right? I believe he is a uh, South African. And he's out with the brand new album, which we've been featuring this morning here. At JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser has the morning off. He's entitled. Happens once in a while. So I thank Rabbi Goldwasser. He'll rejoin us Sunday with Matis on JM Sunday. And of course, Monday here on JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it here at JM in the JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Shlomo Katz, Miani. That's from his uh, 40 for 40 series here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, many of you know that I am a, I think I am at least, <laughs> until I spoke to the person we're about to speak to, <laughs> I thought I was one of the biggest Team Israel fans. <laughs> um, I don't know. After this conversation, you may determine that I'm really way down on the list in terms of real fans. But anyway. Zach Rabb is with us live via telephone. He is the marketing manager for Team Israel Baseball Shop, uh, teamisraelbaseball.com. Again, that's teamisraelbaseball.com. And uh, he's also been described, self-described, as a massive Team Israel Baseball super fan. Zach Rabb, welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much for welcoming me on. I hope I don't drop you that far down on the list. <laughs> oh, believe, my intention in the slightest. <laughs> believe me, uh, whether you intend or not, that's the inevitability here. Um, so I'm just trying to think. Team Israel, you said to me off the air that you've been to every World Baseball Classic game that Team Israel has participated in, right? That's correct. And that includes in countries like, what's the list of countries you've been in with Team Israel? So there have been 12 total World Baseball Classic games that Israel's participated in. The first ones, first three were in Jupiter, Florida, uh, back in 2012 when they tried qualifying for the World Baseball Classic. 
um, which for your listeners that aren't as familiar, it's basically the World Cup uh, of soccer, but for baseball. Right. Um, and that's a little baseball classic. And then in 2016, uh, I was in Brooklyn for, for three games, watching them actually qualify for the 2017 World Baseball Classic. And then for the first time in my life, I ventured outside of Israel and America and flew to South Korea for three games in March 2017 and was having so much fun. And thankfully, my work gave me an extra week of vacation to extend my trip and go to Japan for an extra three games. So that's Jupiter, Florida, Brooklyn, South Korea, and Japan. Now, do I get uh, do I get any points at all because I threw out the first pitch at the at the at the Brooklyn opener? Do I get do I at least get some credit for that? You beat me on that. I've never thrown out a first pitch <laughs> before in my life, so finally, I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> finally, I found something that I uh, that I've done that the super fan hasn't. So, one second, our good friend Jordy Alter, who I know for longer than either he or I would ever admit. Uh, I know that he travels with the team. Has he matched your record, or have you surpassed even someone like him? I, I mean, I, I'm not going to compete with Jordy. Jordy's amazing. He uh, certainly he does is. so much for the team. He he, he has uh, one thing on me. He's sat in the dugout during the World Baseball Classic as the equipment manager. Uh, right. I have yet to be, have been bestowed that honor, uh, so he definitely beats me in that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he, you know, since 2012, like you, has been following the team like this and going to all the games and stuff. Now, the reality is, and we'll get to the shop in a second, but the reality is that if not for COVID, you would have been, I assume, in Japan this past summer. Yeah, that was the plan. So so we were just talking about the World Baseball Classic. It feels like a lifetime ago, but in September 2019, Israel qualified for the Olympics, right? right. And, and I know you had Jordy on your show, sure. and, and you've talked about it many times. But I, was, I spent three weeks in Europe. It was actually my first time ever. Just like I said before, it was my first time in Asia. This was my first time in Europe. I booked a trip uh, straight to Germany, middle of nowhere Germany, spent two weeks in Germany watching uh, what at that point was the European Championship, which was the third step that Israel had to take right. to then qualify for the Olympics. The Olympic qualifier was uh, for one week in Italy. So I spent three weeks in Germany and Italy, middle of nowhere. Uh, I had never been there before. Um, so, so the, yeah, the plan after that, which was incredible in and of itself, was, yeah, I wanted to go to Tokyo uh, last July, and who knows, maybe it'll still happen. Uh, and the Olympics hopefully will, will happen. I mean, all signs are pointing towards they, they will be happening, but in terms of me being there this coming July, uh, I'm not against it. Oh, I know, I know that there's still they still have it on the schedule for this year. Is it, in fact, in July? Yeah, it's uh, end of July, beginning of August. Wow. I know there's been a lot of talk about either postponing again or canceling these Summer Olympics, which again were scheduled originally for the summer of 2020, but I don't know. They're holding steadfast, and they're they're hoping, I know, that athletes, coaches, and those involved will have the ability to move to the front of the line to get vaccinated and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, get get to a point where they can have a normal Olympics. Uh, honestly, the only reason I want a normal Olympics, the only reason I want this Olympics to take place, is because of Team Israel, because they're in it, <laughs> because they're in the they're in the baseball. You, you and me alike. <laughs> yeah, they're in the they're in the baseball competition. Zach Rab is with us live via telephone. So in Germany and uh, where did you say was it Italy? Germany and Italy. Italy. So yeah. I mean, were you the only one cheering for Team Israel? Were there hundreds of people who came? Were there I don't know a smattering of applause when something went well for Israel? Israel, what, was, what was it like? There were some family members. There were some ah. people related to the, uh, the, you know, uh, associated with the Israel Association of Baseball. Right. There were a handful of Jews in Germany that came out to support. There were a handful of Jews in Italy that came out to support. 
I may have, if I'm not mistaken, I may have been the only person that, you know, invested in a crazy trip from America uh, just three weeks in Europe uh, on my own dime um, and, and was there at every single game in both countries. There were a few in a few games. There were, there were some people that were there for a few games in Germany. There were some people that were there for a few games in Italy, but I'm pretty sure I was the only one. And, and the team noticed me. The team appreciated it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and I mean, do you get a chance to interact with some of the players? I would think with a small crowd like that following them around, you'd actually have a chance to, you know, to actually let them know how you feel about the way they're representing Israel. For sure. Uh, I've gotten to know all the players. Thank God. Uh, it, it's been great. They've all been super kind to me. Um, all the Israel Association of Baseball people have been super kind to me whenever I'm around. They know that they can show up at a game and I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> they don't even have to think twice. Uh, but, yeah, I've gotten to know all the players, the coaching staff, the scouts, all been super kind, and, and they appreciate my passion because when you're in the middle of Germany or the middle of Italy or even back when they were in the middle of South Korea and Japan and, and a few of them got to know me then, and you're representing Israel, and, and there, uh, many of them are from America originally, it's hard to, to stay connected with that, with that vision of what, what you're trying to do by – winning a lot of games and, and raising money to, to help grow baseball in Israel. But when they see me, it's sort of like a, they've told me this, and I'm not just saying this myself, they've told me that I've sort of been like a represent, representation of so many of the fans out there that are waking up in the middle of the night yeah. that are watching and cheering from home, and, and it just fires them up. <laughs> so they do realize that me and my boys are hanging on every pitch, no matter what time it is, day or night. <laughs> they, oh, they, they do. They see me right by that fence, biting my nails off. <laughs> well, we're we're, do, we're doing we're doing we're, we're doing the, we're doing the same thing from thousands of miles away. You should know. And, uh, exactly. and I take great pride in, you know, tweet, tweeting tweeting a run or the end of an inning or the end of the game, you know, faster than anybody else if, if possible, just to show everybody that I'm thinking of Team Israel while they're on the road uh, representing Israel. Zach Rabb is with us. Do they get the fact, and I, I know you get it for sure, uh, and I know I get it. I got that feeling in me every single time when I see uh, the Yeshiva University Maccabees or Team Israel or anybody who has the Star of David representing our people on their uniform, do they get the fact that they're not just representing Israel? Do they get the fact that they're representing the Jewish people as a whole? A hundred percent. I've spoken with so many of them, um, and, and that's what's cool about me specifically also is that I lived in Israel for nine years, from 2010 to 2019, got involved with Israel baseball on the ground there. Plus, I grew up in South Florida in the Jewish community here, uh, and so I have both perspectives, and from talking to me, I'm able to connect with them also on both perspectives you know, representing the wider Jewish community in America and worldwide and representing those, those young Israel baseball players or even older Israel baseball fans um, or, or expats that now live in Israel that still wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning to watch baseball games and to just connect with their favorite sport. They get it totally. Um, every single one of them, I mean, at least all of the ones that all of the guys that I've spoken to and plus the coaching staff, they, they really, really get it and take so much pride in it. And uh, just to clarify, um, uh, it, it, it was your personal aliyah, right? That was not with your parents. That was your own aliyah, correct? I, yeah, I went on my own, lived in Israel for, for nine years, at, straight after high school, yeshiva, university, university again, working. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty special nine years. And to, to go on this Israel baseball adventure, you know, World Baseball Classic, Olympic qualifiers, while I was living in Israel and while I was waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, to watch baseball games back from America. It was, 
it made it extra extra special for me and, and made me extra connected to watching an Israel team on a baseball field. Unbelievable. Uh, just to put everything in context, it's your father, Roni Rab, who uh, has hosted uh, Jewish radio down in South Florida for decades. And uh, even though I speak to him about once every 10 years, I still consider him a friend, frankly. So <laughs> that, that is my father, and, and I am a uh, Jewish music nut like yourself or, <laughs> since I was born. Uh, which is... I grew up in a radio station, and so that... this is very exciting to also get to talk to you and, and meet you well, over I, the phone at least. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And, that. and that would be your uncle who wrote the book about being hijacked. That would be my uncle, David Rabb, yeah. And, uh, and and that was a plane that your father was on, but your father was like a year or two old, right? Correct. My father, my oldest uncle, David, and three other siblings in between, plus my, my grandmother, who unfortunately passed away last year, were, oh, I'm sorry were all that. on that plane that were hijacked uh, back in Black September in 1970. We've, uh, the rest. The Rab family name has has gotten around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no question about. It. Plus, of course, I and now I have to toss this in as we play Jewish geography. Plus, of course, uh, David's daughter-in-law I know since she's a young lady. That's Ayelet. So <laughs> that's, that's my cousin. <laughs> that's your cousin. So there's a Both lot, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of connections here to say the least. All right, Zach. I did promise you that we would get to the Team Israel shop. You have done an amazing job. At um, at uh, telling us about how uh, the team Israel and its coaches, players, etc., take great pride. No greater moment in the I don't remember if this was in the documentary or if I just saw it in Brooklyn that night. I always said there was no greater moment for me than when Team Israel took off their caps during the national anthem, and there was no need for there to be kipot under those caps, but there were kipot. Under those caps, they they got what it is to represent the Jewish people, and I know that it sounds like a small gesture, but it's a really big one, and I'm sure it wasn't lost on you as well. No, that moment. I mean, I was there in person, and you can imagine the goosebumps that I got standing there in person. Not just the first time, but every single time hearing the Hatikva. I've heard the Hatikva baseball games at various Jewish Heritage Days at Major League parks, but but hearing it like that in, in South Korea and Japan when they put on the kippahs. Um, and, and I'll tell you even something more special. They didn't, they didn't put on the, the kippahs during the national anthem during the Olympic run. That was mainly a World Baseball Classic gesture, right. which was incredible uh, back in 2017. But right. when they played a game this past, well, in September 2019 in Germany against the Germany national team, it was, and they played the Hasikva there. And they played the national anthem, and everyone stood on the line and, and kept their hat on, at least. And I stood there with my Israel World Baseball Classic keeper uh, in the bleachers, hearing that in Germany. I mean, that was goosebumps on goosebumps. That was amazing. I, and the players I, I, I realized it afterwards. I can't even, even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'm so glad that you appreciate this stuff because it's, it's so vital, so important. And for those who have the ability and it's such an important skill to look back and look to the future at the same time. And Jewish people have had that ability for quite a while. Uh, it is such a, a, such a momentous moment that you're able to appreciate where you are, what happened there, and what is in fact happening as uh, all this uh, pomp and circumstance of the national anthems is going on. Just unbelievable. Uh, how does one obtain the same type of Team Israel baseball kippah like you were wearing that day yeah so it's it's exciting i i've been dying 
for there to be Israel baseball merchandise for so long. Uh, I've noticed there was a lack for a while. I can't tell you how many social media messages from friends and from random Israel baseball fans around the world who reached out to me and said, where do we get Israel baseball merch? Where do we get Israel baseball merch? We want to support far and wide. I said, okay, I, I have to help make this happen. Uh, I have an e-commerce. I have a marketing background. I said, let's, let's try to help as much as I can. So uh, a year ago, uh, put the right people in touch, um, got a shop up and running, and more recently I was brought on board officially to help revamp the website, make it a beautiful online shopping experience, uh, expand the product selection, uh, and, and spread the word and just market the shop now that the Olympics are only a few months away. I Again, mean, yeah, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and so the, the website that, that I completely overhauled is teamisraelbaseball.com. Um, you can literally get everything there now. We've made sure that I, I, my goal, <laughs> my goal and, and our goal, our collective goal, Israel Association, is, uh, Israel Association of Baseball's goal is that not a single person in the world who's watching Israel take the, take the field for a baseball game will ever say again, where on earth can I get Israel baseball merchandise? Everything is there. Shirts, hats, hoodies, shorts, kippas. We even have masks now. Um, <laughs> you, can get, you can get like cute, uh, cute cool designs or dry fit t-shirts if you want to work out and, and exercise. Literally everything we have. I mean, there's men's sizes, there's women's sizes, there's youth sizes. And ha- we have so many more surprises uh, coming over the next few months. So, TeamIsraelBaseball.com. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Six types of caps right now. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Six types of caps. Three different types of keypoat. Five different types of hoodies. A bunch of t-shirts. Some with really interesting designs. Some are officially dry fit. Um, shorts, as uh, as uh, Zach Rab said. And, and one of the things I'm really happy to hear is that there are other crazy people like me who want this stuff? I mean, you you are. It sounds like you're hearing from a bunch of people, both young and old, who number one want to display this stuff and wear it proudly, and number two want to support the team because you can tell me unequivocally that every time someone shops at the TeamIsraelBaseball.com shop, they are supporting the team. Absolutely, we've seen so many pictures. I mean, sales have been incredible since I since I took over and since I really started spreading words. Sales have been rising and people have been so excited to now know that there is a shop existing we just got a, a photo from someone in italy yesterday tagged us on twitter and that he bought i think six items a, a bunch of shirts a hat a hoodie posted a picture from from his place in italy saying it all arrived it's all beautiful supporting israel baseball i can't tell you how much of a smile that brings to my face i mean we see people all across america i mean we ship to israel also we ship internationally so there are people in Israel getting a ton of stuff too, and not just American Jews who are right. baseball fans, but who, also fans in Israel. And it's, it's who so de- much fun. Who designed the matzah baller T-shirt? Yeah, so I'm so happy you mentioned that. That was the last thing I wanted to make sure to mention because I really think your listeners and just any Jew, any Jewish American or any Jew anywhere who loves baseball will love that shirt. We worked so hard over the month of February to design that shirt. That. Honestly, that design came from my head one morning, the beginning of February. This light bulb came into my head. I mocked up a design, sent it to, to a, a professional sports illustrator. We got it ready in a few weeks, got it uploaded, and it's available. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful combination. It's, it's super cool, honestly, of these baseballs floating in, in matzo ball soup. 
Uh, and I, 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 my goal with that design and with making that shirt and getting it up with a, with a month to go before, before Pesach was just, I mean, if you want a baseball <laughs> shirt, if you want a shirt to wear on Pesach or all year round, honestly, you can eat matzo ball soup all year round. <laughs> it's actually, baseball season specifically coincides with Pesach. Yeah, so it's actually it's a great, it's a, it's a great Holomoy t-shirt now that you mentioned exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Trust me. Uh, all right. Zach Rabb invites everybody to check out TeamIsraelBaseball.com. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Uh, place your orders. You'll be supporting the team, and please, God, please, God. And I know some of you are like, what? This is what you're praying for? Yeah, I think it's important that they play in the Olympics and that the Olympics take place and they represent Israel and the Jewish people the way they've been doing in all these international competitions over the last few years. It's really tremendous. Pro- I'm sure you saw the documentary, right? Uh, yeah, I was in the documentary. Are you in it? <laughs> are you in the documentary? If you watch it again and you look, keep an eye out, I, I told you, I've, I've been everywhere. It was inevitable. It wasn't like I was featured in the documentary, but I was, I was there. I'm like that, that hallway guy that has a, an IMDb page just for being in the background of a movie. That was me a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, is that funny? Now, I think I really have to watch it again. You have to alert me to, to what scene it is. I, I, I was celebrating when Jordy was reading the Megillah in the dugout, so <laughs> imagine how happy I'll be to see you in that documentary. Yeah, I'm toward the beginning during the qualifier round in Brooklyn, and then there's one scene with me and Cody Decker uh, when they were visiting Israel and, and making the uh, HMS field dedication. Well, now you, uh, I'm now you sure that's where I was. Now you see, you outdid me because my first pitch didn't make it into the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, they did interview me, and unfortunately, that didn't make it into the documentary. That would have been extra cool if, if my actual interview made it into the documentary. And it is such uh, a great movie. I don't have the name of it in front of me. It's such it's, a great it's called, movie. It's called Heading Home. Heading I Home, right. Team Israel. It's, Heading it's, Home. It's available everywhere. It's it, available on iTunes, everybody, Amazon, you, you name it. It, it, it has, so, I mean, if you have an open mind, folks, it has so much Jewish pride in it, so many amazing references to our tradition and our people, and you just see a bunch of guys that just want to go out there, have a good time, and know in the back of their minds that they're representing Israel and the Jewish people while they're on the field. Heading Home is the name of the documentary. We featured it a million times here in conversations, and when we went to see it, I went to see it in the theater. We were so happy with the result. It was so good. Anyway. It, it was much, it's my new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> So dress, dress the part, everybody. Dress the part of a uh, of a true Team Israel fan. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Zach Rab is the marketing manager for Team Israel. Zach, thank you. Keep us up to date on all of this, please. You got it, Nelson. Thank you so much, and, and thank you to all of your listeners who who support Team Israel. Whether you shop or not, just just keep supporting because. It's going to be a wild ride come July. It's certainly, yeah, please God. Whenever this Olympics finally takes, excuse me, finally takes place, it will be amazing to see Israel take the uh, take the field. Really will be amazing. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Without me, life is so vain. 
become part of myself And I will give for your own peace, love and togetherness J.M. in the A.M. Light in the darkness, Isaac Betone. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Plenty more coming up here on a Thursday morning broadcast. I want to remind you that our friends and partners in Torah invite you to become a mentor to somebody who would like to enhance uh, their tradition and heritage, and at the same time, it will enhance your tradition and heritage. Yeah, that's the idea, and it works. Uh, go to partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org, or call 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY-42. This rewarding experience can be yours 
and can be yours immediately. Uh, Partnersintober.org, 1-800-STUDY-42. Thursday morning broadcast, eighth day. They're going to be joining us at 12.15 this afternoon, Eastern Time. 12.15 Eastern Time this afternoon on a Thursday live lunch. Here they are at JM in the AM. Some say, turn around, turn around and fight them. Some say, close your eyes and pray. Some wave a big white flag, screaming with surrender. Some quit, calling it a day. Just keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Stop, don't stop. Keep on moving, waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Just nothing about survival Some say Doesn't really pay Some hold on tight Screaming Can't change my nature Some say We just can't find our way Just keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean stop, don't stop. Keep on moving Waters fade away Keep on moving Roll it on don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Staring down a barrel, but I trusted him. Waves are crashing, but we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down this path till they open my eyes. Clouds are dark, I can't see a thing. But I wait to see the light that my faith will bring. J.M. and the A.M. with 8th Day. Don't forget, they're on today with us. 12.15 Eastern Time this afternoon. 8th Day will join us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Usually we wake uh, eighth day up really early because they're on the West Coast to join us. We couldn't do that today because <laughs> we're having them on to thank them for what they did for us during the Kosher Halftime Show a month ago. So we can't, we can't have them on and th- to thank them and ask them to <laughs> wake up at four in the morning. Uh, to join us, so 
Uh, they'll be with us 12.15 this afternoon Eastern Time on the uh, live lunch here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A couple of things, by the way, on the Zach Grab interview. So the website is teamisraelbaseball.com. Teamisraelbaseball.com. They have that brand new matzah baller T-shirt, which is perfect for Cholamoid Pesach. So think about that. You'll see it under the T-shirt section, teamisraelbaseball.com. The other two notes I wanted to mention was that um, um, the, the, um, the documentary that we were talking about about Team Israel is called Heading Home. If you have a chance to see it, it's really, really great. If you have that... Uh, that Jewish pride that uh, a lot of people feel when they see the word Israel on a uniform or the name Yeshiva on a uniform, like in YU's case. So if, if you're one of those, like I am, you'll really appreciate the uh, documentary. It's called Heading Home. And the other thing is I referenced his uncle's book during the interview. David Rabb wrote a book, uh, Terror in Black September, the first eyewitness account of the infamous 1970 hijackings. His uncle and his father, but his, his father was a baby, uh, Zach's father, but his uncle David was a teenager, and he was among those who was uh, hijacked and held. Some of the remember some of the women and children they let go, um, others they held, and he was among those that they held for quite a while. So ter- the name of the book is Terror in Black September. It's David Rabb, a really really important book. Uh, he was on the air with us, God knows how many years ago, when the book was originally written, um, and it's really. Really an amazing account. Thursday morning here at JMNAM. Reminder that our friends at artscroll.com have a promo code radio. Promo code radio. When you're ordering the brand new Uncle Maishi book or the brand new uh, Rabbi Yechiel Spiro book or the Uncle Maishi CD or the brand new cookbook by Fagy Murray. You want to make sure to go to artscroll.com and you want to make sure to use promo code radio. When you use promo code radio, you get it. You get your discount plus you get your free shipping. How amazing is that? Yeah, I would say pretty amazing, frankly. Uh, Fagy Murray, who um, who on Instagram uh, is uh, my kitchen, my studio. Um, is um, a popular recipe developer and food blogger, and her goal is to make sure that this Pesach your food is spectacular and delicious, and that you are relaxed and able to enjoy it. Uh, As I've said more than once, uh, as I've spoken about this book on the air, the book is called My Pesach Kitchen, and then it says as a subtitle, Stress-Free Recipes Your Family Will Love, Recipes and Photos by Fagy Murray. How on earth does someone dare put stress-free and Pesach in the same context. <laughs> We're going to ask her that question. Uh, Fagy Murray, the brand new book is called My Pesach Kitchen. She's with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. It is a huge honor, and I'm so excited to be here. Totally fangirling you. Um... <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> that makes the conversation even more fun. Now I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question that I have really put out there more than once this week here on the air. How dare, how does someone dare put the words Pesach and stress-free on the same cover? <laughs> oh, I dear. And I've challenged myself to do it, and I've proved year after year that when I made Pesach that it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to make yourself crazy. 
And if you do it right and you plan properly, whether you're a last-minute type person or you're the type of person that's been planning Pesach for six months already, it can be done. If you flip very quickly through my book, you see the recipes are not hard. You're not scratching your head trying to figure out if the ingredients are actually English or not. It's stuff that you use. It's stuff that you're comfortable with. But even more so, I have an entire chapter on how to prepare for Pesach. Yeah. What to do, how to break down your kitchen, how to, what to clean, what not to clean. And list after list I put into the book that we allowing you to copy even. I, you know, that's a big deal. Take your book, photocopy the list, share it with friends, write things down. And I really just break everything down for you, how to make it easy, how it, and it shouldn't be stressful. And it yeah. doesn't have to be. Yeah, the, the section that you just described is really in two sections of the book. In addition to the recipes, uh, you have this step-by-step notes, as you just said, uh, to making Pesach. And that includes the advanced prep and items that you need to purchase. And I'm not talking about, you know, food items. I'm telling you, you write, you write here masking tape and uh, Seder accessories, napkins and tablecloths, and many others, of course. And I'm sure that somewhere on this list there's aluminum foil, unless you're just assuming that that's, that that's something that everybody has ready for right. Pesach. <laughs> rolls and rolls of aluminum foil. And then you talk about cleaning and turning over the house. Um, the menu planning and shopping, and then, of course, the list that you just alluded to that's that's more toward the back of the book where you uh, give everybody a, uh, a perspective of the different things they're going to have to add to their regular uh, grocery shopping list, and then you provide a calendar, which gives, uh, obviously, you know, on the Jewish calendar, because this way it can be used year after year, uh, that gives everyone a perspective of how many days they need in advance to do all of this, uh, plus a list that... Uh, uh, in my opinion, might be the most valuable, um, which is a, a page dedicated uh, uh, to allowing people to write down what they may need uh, for you know subsequent Pesachs after having been through this experience. Well, before we get to the recipes, Fagi Murray, tell me about the calendar. Like, I don't know, today's March fourth. Is that is that too early to get ready for a Saturday night? March 27th Pesach? Like, what should people be doing right now? Because, you know, if, if you tell us now that there's something we should be doing, that might cause a little bit of additional stress. Right. So there's the planning doesn't always necessarily mean that you're on your hands and you're scrubbing or that you're knee-deep in 65 cans of potatoes. Planning could simply mean having a conversation with your family. Hey, guys, Pesach is coming up. Any food suggestions? What do you want to... What do you want to eat? What should we put on the menu? And, you know, I had this conversation with my kids, with my family that comes to me every single year. And the kids go, oh, my last year you made this pastrami potato go-go. That was so good. Could you make it? And I throw it onto my list. It's more just these, like, this, since Purim and up till probably next week, it's really just getting in that frame of mind, thinking about what you're going to want to do for Pesach, what you're going to want to eat, pulling some, you know, cookbooks. Obviously, you're going to only need mine. <laughs> um, just kind of getting into the frame of Pesach mode or even doing things, running errands out of the kitchen that when you need to be in the kitchen that week before Pesach, you're not busy buying your kids their socks and their suits and their hats and whatnot that they need. You want to do those things now so that those weeks right before Pesach, you don't have to worry about those things. And that's what takes the stress out of it, that you're really 
organizing yourself now these next few weeks that right. when you're supposed to be knee deep in the kitchen, you know, oh my gosh, my son still needs shoes. All right. You know, it's funny because uh, on your first point about, you know, having that discussion, you know, there's certain things that everybody in the family is responsible for. So I've already had that discussion with people in my family about how those cases of grape juice and seltzer and soda and other things are going to get into the apartment and, you know, where they're going to be stored and how many do we need, et cetera. And then, of course, that conversation is going to turn to eggs and potatoes and, exactly. you know, everything else that, that we need in bulk and everything else that the the men in my house are traditionally responsible for, you know, gathering up and schlepping in. Uh, so that's that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, last year, 2020, your cookbook may be, you know, like perfect timing because last year, 2020, those who ended up staying home, you know, there was a limit to how much preparation they could make for Pesach. If you remember, you know, shul's closed, they're ready to Shabbos after Purim, and you turn around and it's like, you know, I don't know how to do this, but I just got to try my best, and that's it. Now, people who've decided to stay home, they would have done so months ago. Now they have, you know, the ability to look at the calendar, to plan accordingly, to take the advice of someone like yourself of when to do what and how, you know, at what pace to go. So this book might be most valuable for this year. Right, right, which I'm very excited for. I mean, last year when we, when we were all home, you know, I had so many people turning to me and going, Figgy, I, I need help. I need guidance. So right. I literally one night, you know, I pulled an all-nighter and I threw together an ebook. Um, super unprofessional, literally just copy and pasted whatever recipes I have that I thought were, you know, good for Pesach. And I dumped it into an ebook. And I, we, um, my husband and I actually own, I launched a spice company. Um, last year called Union Spice Blend. So we had the website for that, and I just put it on there as a landing page for somewhere, you know, for people to download it. It was downloaded thousands and thousands of times. Um, Besides for me putting it on Instagram, and I got, it went everywhere. It literally went viral, and that's kind of like what was the segue to get me to get the idea of me to put out a Pesach book. Right. Because I saw that I was able to help so many people, and you know, even though if you think about it, a Pesach book is somewhat limiting because it is a Pesach book, I realized that I could help so many people and inspire so many people. Well, that, that, was, I, that was, was, you know, it just makes sense. Well, that was a great idea. It made a lot of sense. That was a great idea. By the way, the spice, the spices, are they kosher of Pesach or not? No, they are not. Okay. <laughs> I thought they might be, but uh, all right. So so you got plenty to do both Pesach yeah, time and you, have pl- pl- and you have plenty to do year-round, to say the least. Exactly. <laughs> Faggy Murray is with us live via telephone. The book is called My Pesach Kitchen. It's brand new. Remember, our friends at Artscroll offer a uh, major discount and free shipping when you use promo code radio for anything, including Faggy Murray's brand new book. All right, we're going to get to the recipes. And traditionally, you know, when I have a... Uh, cookbook author on the air. We take one or two from each section if possible. Uh, you know, I, 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 I took a look at the appetizers and with everything that you did, you have a lot of great dips there, a lot of great appetizers, some of which I think people will be shocked. You could actually, you know, make really well and good tasting for, um, for Pesach, including, you know, the breaded eggplant and things like that that you're making uh, with the word breaded, obviously, in, uh, in quotation marks. But I had to stop at the lamb and baba ganoush. What an amazing combination I never considered. How'd you think of that one? Um, I made it one year, years ago, as a hummus thicker version, um, similar almost to like, I did it like a hummus basar kind of thing, but mm. I wanted it like, I just wanted a little bit of a twist and I was trying to figure out how to do it. And I just kind of like playing around with recipes and my family loves eggplant, loves baba ganoush. And I just kind of like literally just playing around and I just came up with this idea 
and my family went crazy over it. And I said, you know what? I have to, I have to put this in. And I don't know. I feel like lamb and Pesach just go together. So <laughs> I always try to like have some sort of recipes with lamb, um, you know. But in that particular recipe, I gotta if get. If you don't like lamb or it's hard to get a hold of, you could totally swap it out. Right. And use ground beef or chicken or whatever. Right. Yeah. I was actually thinking of ground chicken for that. Uh, by the way, I, I, I mean, you, if I read this correctly, I'm assuming you are the photographer who took all the pictures in the book, right? Yes, okay. I am. So you have an expertise not only in cooking but in photography as well. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the reason I point that out is because one of my favorite pictures, page 28, I don't think there is a better photo of how uh, how hand shmura matzah and chopped liver would go together. I mean, I would I will tell you right now if I had that in front of me, it would not last very long, frankly. That entire bowl. <laughs> so I just thank I, you, thank I, you, yeah. What did I say? A picture's worth a thousand words, right? You certainly captured it in that one. Haro says thank you. your your grandmother's haro says is as simple as apples, walnuts, red wine, and cinnamon. That's it. Four ingredients, huh? That's it. A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of people get more complicated when it comes to charosas, but you, you kept it very simple. This is how she made it for years and years. Uh, we move to the salads. I'll point out the roasted cauliflower salad in general. Roasted cauliflower, I think people are enjoying more and more, and we find it a lot more, uh, uh, you know, yes. on our Shabbos and Yontif tables. I mean, nothing too uh, complicated making this kosher pesach, right? Right, a hundred percent. Like you know, a lot of my recipes, I make a lot of the recipes in this book, I make year round simply right. because it's good, solid food that you know I, I I serve to my family on a year round basis. When I was actually testing all these recipes, my daughter was like, "Ma, we're eating pesach in October." <laughs> I said, "It's chicken, <laughs> you know, it's a salad, it's fish, it's food that I serve to you on a regular basis." And you know, she's like, "Huh, I never thought of it that way." Right. Uh, page 70 uh, in your soup section, an amazingly thick tomato soup. I pointed out because I love tomato soup and I love thick soup. So I assume those are tomatoes floating in there, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Smear some cream cheese on your masa, dip it into the soup. The cream cheese will melt a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Absolute heaven. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to say the least. Uh, and then when it comes to uh, uh, some of the uh, fish dishes, the Moroccan tilapia, the tuna burgers, I mean, again, as you pointed out, these are things that, you know, generally you would serve all year round, but you're just showing everybody how they could use uh, these, you know, recipes or similar recipes for Pesach and, you know, really provide what people are used to in their family without any, you know, without any major changes. A hundred percent. What's a potato kugel chicken? I know what potato kugel is, and I know what chicken is. What's this potato kugel chicken? So, as mentioned in the little blurb um, before the recipe, my friend served this to me on an Arab Yom Kippur, and I, it's we serve chicken every single week, and we serve potato kugel every single week. Right. I, I and when she served this together, she brought it to the table in a beautiful oven to table dish. I couldn't stop staring at it and eating it and marveling at it. And she's like, Faggy, it's just potato kugel and chicken. I'm like, but it's so brilliant. <laughs> and I've been making it ever since. And I just it's and it's just one of those recipes that my followers love. It went viral and every time I make it to and serve it to guests that have never seen it before, they're like, What's this? Oh my gosh, brilliant. I I guess it's sort of like a yop chick swapping out the meat for chicken, right? I mean I guess. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, this chicken like... when this when it cooks and the juices from the chicken run into the kugel. It's just so incredible. And on the subject of Yapchik, many many of us wonder, 
Can we go eight days without it? You say no need. Page 140. Tell me about the Fagy Murray Yapchik recipe. It's there. It's, you know, my, my Yapchik has gone on a very long journey. I, <laughs> I, you know, really tested and retested and made a 2.0 and a 3.0. And my boys love it. And they look forward to it. And usually my, I make, I save my Yapchik when there's a Shabbos Chalamide. That's when I make it. And I actually, one year, my sister-in-law, there was a shot of Columbine, and my sister-in-law was debating whether she should come or not or stay by her parents. And she's like, wait a second, Tiggy, are you making your yapstick? I'm like, yep, a shot of Columbine. She goes, forget it, done, we're coming. <laughs> uh, tell me the truth. Do you make that yapstick on a typical Thursday night? Are the boys gathered around enjoying that on a Thursday evening? Nope, I save it for young <laughs> Like you know, Or if, let's say a shot of Hanukkah where I'm having tons of guests or something, but I really try to save it for us. Uh, Faggy, that's outrageous. In certain neighborhoods, they say it's a requirement to eat Yapchik Thursday night. Don't you know that? <laughs> well, my boys usually go out. <laughs> they're, still, they're still pretty young. But, you know, they, they, they like to go out with, the, with their the, friends Thursday night. They're eating someone else's Yapchik on Thursday night. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right, you'll tolerate that. That's not bad. Uh, desserts and sweets, yes, you can make a delicious apple cake and fantastic biscotti and unbelievable brownie. I'm always impressed with people who come up with great brownies for Pesach, frankly. Anything special about this recipe or uh, is it very similar to what you normally do? It's similar to what I normally do, and to me what's special about it is that it's not complicated. You're not separating 7,000 eggs. You're not doing a million different things. Your kids, you know, your 10-year-old daughter can easily make these recipes. That's really very, very much my goal throughout the book again and again, that they're good, solid recipes that the boys will want to eat, you know, young this afternoon, and the girls will want to nosh on, and the mothers will want to eat in the morning, like just recipes that really family-friendly across the board. And frankly, uh, with all the Pesach kitchen lists and the uh, Pesach in the kitchen introduction that you have, which is very helpful, pages and pages about preparing for the holiday and what you might need, I think one of the, Do you have the book in front of you? About, not to put you on the spot, but do you have the book in front of you by any chance? I have the PDF in front of me. Because if you look at your table of contents, I honestly believe, I'm not joking when I say this, one of the best lists in this book is at the bottom of the right side of the table of contents. When you go, when you, yeah. when you, you know what I'm about to say, right? I, I'm sure you, you, I do. I you, do. You have a, I'm smiling from ear to ear. You, you can't see me, but you I'm ha- smiling from you, ear to ear. You have a list of 15 Cholhamoe dishes. And frankly, not that I could speak to this because I'm not usually in charge of the kitchen in my house, but I could only imagine the way people crave. Meals on Cholamoid, that this is a very important list for those who just haven't thought of different things they can make for a lunch or a dinner during Cholamoid. Yes, 100%. And that's really where the inspiration came from. It comes to us, comes to back. People come to me and they're like, hey, we just cooked a ton for young kids. I can't <laughs> right. think about Cholamoid help. Right. And people's brains just shut down. And I've had the same issue as well. And I was like, you know what? I am making a Cholamoid. Um, section and it starts with breakfast. I've got pancakes in there. I've got shakshuka in there, and it moves on. I have poutine in there. I have matzo pizza in there. Really, things that you want to serve on Cholamide, and I move on to fish bowls and meats and good hearty salads. I have a delicious burger salad in there. Things that you look at and go, oh, hey, I want it. You know, this is great for Cholamide. Like it just really gets your creative juices flowing. But more so, I tell you how to prepare things. If you're planning on going away for the day, to make the sauce the night right. before or to just prepare it and slide it into the oven or slow cook it so that you could 
go away on a trip. Everybody comes home exhausted. I don't know about you, but whenever we come home from a trip, the men are flying out to Seoul. Right. The ladies have to deal with exhausted kids, and I just really made recipes that are just friendly for the day, friendly for the family, and to make it work. The list of Holomoy dishes, pancakes, shakshuka, a cheese board, poutine, twice-baked potatoes, blackened fish bowl, shawarma pulled beef fries, which looks amazing, by the way, burger salad, chicken and sausage, Esty Lamb's chicken, a tip of the hat to Esty, pepper steak, pulled barbecue chicken, ground chicken skewers, and shepherd's pie. And that is a very... Value, even without the recipes, that's a valuable list, <laughs> in my opinion. Thank you. 15, Thank good, you. 15 good recommendations to make for a starving family when you have no idea what to make. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, and, and as I pointed out, you are the photographer. You were uh, uh, you took all these pictures. And, uh, you know, look, over the last 10 years or so, maybe even more, uh, we've been told about just how, por- how important it is to have unbelievable photographs in cookbooks, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, it's pretty cool that you were able to do that end of this book and, of course, the uh, the uh, author end of the book. Yes. Well, a huge shout-out to my father, who's been a photographer for probably 40, 50 years already. Oh, wow. And he taught me a lot. He's really taught me a lot in the photography world, and he's just guided me throughout. And I just I love picking up the camera. I love taking pictures. I'm very visual. I love to, you know see things and make it and make it real and inspire people to make it for themselves. Well, it's really cool. The book is called My Pesach Kitchen, Stress-Free Recipes Your Family Will Love. And yes, as author Fagi Murray told us, you can put on the same cover the words Pesach and Stress-Free, believe it or not. A lot of great sections and bonus sections, as we pointed out, with step-by-step notes and tips about how to make Pesach and a special Holomoid section with a lot of great creative cooking ideas, as I mentioned Every one of the recipes in this book are gluten-free, except for the matzo bowl recipes, and there are a lot of practical hacks and creative tips to keep your prep and cooking seamless. In some cases, very, very few ingredients, very, very few steps, but great results. Fagi, I want to wish you a mazel tov on the book. I thank you thank so much you. for joining us this morning, and uh, continued success and a very happy Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. What an honor. I appreciate that very much. Fagi Murray is author of My Pesach Kitchen. Right now, our friends at artscroll.com, they've gone crazy over at artscroll.com. If you use promo code radio for any of the new books, for Fagy Murray's My Pesach Kitchen, for the Uncle Maishi book, for the Rabbi Spiro book, or any of the thousands of titles on the website, amazing discount plus free shipping if you use promo code radio. Take advantage and enjoy. More coming up here at JM in the AM. This one is uh, brand new from Ruvain Garber at JM in the AM. <laughs> Love is a new 
J.M. in the A.M., brand new Ruvain Garber here at J.M. in the A.M. song is called Kolenu. Uh, Ruvain Garber is his name, out with a brand new album, Aye, here on a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update here at J.M. in the A.M. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net, and try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. It's that time of year again, tax time. Are you ready? Isn't it about time that you went to a firm that does more than taxes? Rosenbaum Financial Services is that firm. Taxes play an integral role in all of life circumstances. Rosenbaum is able to identify planning opportunities based on information within your return. To learn more about Rosenbaum Financial Services, visit taxcpa2.com. Taxcpa2.com. Uh, or call 1-800-829-2722. In addition, everybody who calls or emails ralph at taxcpa2.com, they'll send you a, a no-obligation research on the dirty dozen tax scams to watch out for. Again, that's uh, ralph at the taxcpa2.com. Yes, yes, yes. Um...
Our friends at ShopEichlers.com have that amazing sale on all washing cups of all types. Could be Lucite, stainless steel, any of them. They have like 200 washing cups that you could choose from. A lot of people like to add the uh, new washing cup to their uh, collection of uh, Pesach items. So here's an opportunity. Go to ShopEichlers.com. ShopEichlers.com. Take advantage of the uh, amazing sale on the washing cups. Take advantage of the amazing sale on paper goods and serving items and all the unique things that you could place on your table for this coming Pesach. Lots of things to explore and wonderful things to uh, obtain if you go to ShopEichlers.com. Plus, of course, thousands of other items in the world of Judaica, gifts for the holiday, uh, different things that are um, specific for Pesach, whether it be Machzorim, Seder plates, matzah covers, matzah tiers. You know what that is, the matzah tier, where they have the uh, Seder plate all the way on top and different tiers to put the different matzahs on? It's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, shopiclers.com has uh, same-day delivery to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Tom's River, and Jackson, New Jersey. Check out shopiclers.com. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. And I just want to see if there's anything else I want to tell you about. Oh, yeah, this coming... This coming Sunday, is it? Yeah. This coming Sunday, March 7th, the topic is, I have antibodies. Do I need to vaccinate? You have questions. They have answers. A live virtual town hall with the United States' leading vaccine expert, Dr. Peter Marks of the FDA, starting at 8.30. Starting at 8.30 this coming Sunday night, uh, he'll be taking questions at the Vax questions.live v-a-x questions.live you can submit your questions in advance by texting them to uh, 845-760-5040 845-760-5040 again it's vaxquestions.live this sunday night at 8 30 v-a-x questions.live this sunday night at 8 30 oh how do you like that I have that announcement right next to my folder, which shows that I had my first vaccine. I have uh, been vaccinated once. I'm looking forward to, what is it, a week from today, I think. A week from today, being vaccinated for the second time. And I'm strongly recommending it to all of our listeners. Get vaccinated. OHEL's 51st Annual Gala is this coming Sunday night with guests of honor, Toby and Yoeli Steinberg, and awardees, Adina Lewis, Lawrence Garbuz, Libby and Shlomi Dak, Shani and Dove Weinstock, OHEL's team of direct support professionals, all this coming Sunday. Log on to the um, log on to the website ohelfamily.org or ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org, or dial 9338 for information about this coming Sunday night's Ohel Gala. A little bit different, a little bit different, but hopefully it'll attract the same attention it always does because thousands of people are usually part of the Ohel Gala, and they have had some amazing ones recently, some really amazing ones. So I hope everybody out there will uh, will come through, will support Ohel, and will watch on Sunday night. Uh, they have some amazing things planned, so get ready, everybody. Brand new Dovi Shapiro song is called Ima Shali. Just came out this week at JM in the AM. Pet 
got something burning inside And I've already made up my mind Today's gonna be a good day No matter what comes down my way Today's gonna be a good day No matter what comes down my way Cause I've got something burning inside And I've already made up my mind Today's the day I'm okay Sunshine clears the clouds away Today's the day I'm gonna say You keep tomorrow, I'll take today Today's the day I'm okay Sunshine clears the clouds away
with another army. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner, at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. <laughs> Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. <laughs> Boy, some tough cookies. 
I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnapper, <laughs> your rack of this date received. <laughs> I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000. But please keep in touch. <laughs> Your proposition interests me. J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> Yet another great Adar comedy segment. I don't know. Did anybody out there know that punchline? <laughs> People wonder how those could still be funny after hearing them hundreds, if not thousands of times. It's actually a good question, but the majority of them really do still make me laugh. I don't know about you. Thursday morning, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, you heard Shlaimi Daska with Ana Hashem. Today's the day. That was Ari Goldwagon, brand new Ruvain Garber with Kolenu here at JM in the AM. Eighth day is part of our Thursday schedule. They will be guesting on the Thursday live lunch. We welcome eighth day to the Thursday live lunch today. Should be a lot of fun. Eighth day appearances always are. Um, so eighth day today. Thursday live lunch, 12.15 Eastern time is the time that they are scheduled to appear. Make sure to be tuned in. Charlie Harari is up next in 10 minutes with the inherent values of my, <coughs> excuse me, of micro moments, how greatness is attainable by each individual. Michael Fragan uh, will discuss the latest news and information about COVID-19 with a noted pulmonologist, Dr. Shalom Uberfeld. They'll be on at 9.30. Wow, this is funny. Our lineup today has a lot of people I go way back with. I know Shalom Uberfeld uh, since the mid-70s. Then Jew in the City Speaks. Allison will be interviewing cartoonist and author Shari Pear. I know the pairs for, oh my gosh, probably the last 25, 30 years. And on That's Life, Miriam Al-Wallach will feature her favorite Pesach selections. Interesting. And she's planning on joining us for the Thursday Live lunch between 11 and 1. And don't forget, 8th Day will be appearing there during that live lunch. Erev Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tonight at 7, tomorrow morning at 3, <clears throat> and tomorrow morning at 10. Again, it's the Erev Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek, presented by the uh, wonderful people at Kedem. And boy... Mark has a great Shabbos Kisisa Para uh, show planned for 7 o'clock tonight, so make sure to be tuned in. He always has great shows planned, but I don't know. He has been so at the top of his game, which is usually pretty high up there to begin with, but he has been so at the top of his game recently. Uh, so make sure to enjoy the... Uh, the um, presentation of the Arab Shabbos show. Mordechai Shapiro and uh, Shimon Goldman together at JM in the AM.
Okay. 
Shame in the AM, a reminder. A reminder that uh, we are trying to help people find jobs during this uh, time. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything in the not-for-profit professional Jewish realm, we pass on to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Otherwise, uh, we try our best to uh, match employers with employees. Simple as that. So you can use the uh, email address resume at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us at the 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update. Also, don't forget, eighth day guest stars today on the live lunch. They'll join us about 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and of course any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM in the AM. Great lineup coming up. Charlie Harari is next. We'll speak to 8th Day at about 12.15 during the live lunch. Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And, of course, we're back tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.